0: you're listening to the cars of carlisle network podcast episode number 151 featuring mustang marie a pony car enthusiast who has encyclopedic knowledge of that famous first gen ford remember this is your podcast together it's all about car community and car culture. Cars of Carlisle is your favorite
1: internationally downloaded podcast about all things automotive. Darren and his C of C team are ever searching for interesting automotive happenings, real stories about real car people, and fun features to inform and entertain you. Each week, the Cars of Carlisle crew brings you show topics ranging from car shows to team adventures to auto racing weekends to behind-the-scenes human interest stories from car nuts that live across town, across the country, or even across the globe. Come join the road trip. Today we meet Mustang Marie, a social media maven who loves sharing her knowledge on Ford Mustangs and her expertise on the first generation of Ford's pony car. It's only fitting that during Women's History Month, we learn more about what lady car fanatics like Mustang Marie are contributing to the automotive industry and hobby. It's time to head up north to Toronto to meet Mustang Marie and Raven. So
0: let's get revved up. Hello and welcome back Cubers to your favorite informative automotive podcast. I am your trusted host, Darren. As always, it is so good to have you back with us again on this week's audio road trip. I think you're going to enjoy meeting Mustang Marie and hearing all about her 67 GT Fastback. It is a Matuchin, all original, matching numbers, true survivor, and she is so proud of that car.
2: We're going to be right back. Just a reminder to all you Cubers, it's not a moment too soon to become a Cars of Carlisle subscriber and accelerate your experience. Leaving a five-star rating on iTunes, posting a review, and sharing Cars of Carlisle with friends makes you an integral part of the crew. If you like what you hear, support the cause with a quick click of the PayPal button on the main page of our website, carsofcarlisle.com. So act now, take a look around, and let's hit the fast lane together. Thank you. And we are back. It's time to double clutch and put it to the firewall for this week's
0: trivia question. In this particular episode, you'll hear Mustang Marie share about how her S-code 390 cubic inch GT rolled off the production line and we touch an assembly. Question is this, what other name was this Ford factory known as? That answer awaits at the end of this episode. So now it's time to head to Toronto by phone and meet Mustang Marie. Hello, Cubers. This is Darren, and I am in Studio A tonight in Carlisle, Pennsylvania, and I am talking to Mustang Marie. Mustang Marie, hello.
1: Hello, Darren. How are
0: you? I'm great. I was looking forward to this interview. Thank you for being on the show. We are talking to Mustang Marie. She is in Toronto, Ontario this evening, and I'm excited for you to learn more about who she is and her love of the pony car and Mustangs. So, Mustang Marie, tell us a little bit about... How you got into this? When did you first know that you were a car person and the draw to Mustangs in particular? Vintage Mustangs, that is.
1: I love uh, every time someone asks me that question because I always say the exact same answer. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm a car in a previous life. Nice, <laughs> <So> I, nice. <laughs> I honestly, have no explanation. It's almost as if ch- cars chose me. You know, I don't really have anybody in my family that really liked cars. Um, I did have an older brother. Um, I did have an older uh, cousin who kind of lived with me when I was younger, um, and uh, they were both uh, they were both guys. And you'd think that, oh, you know, maybe I got, um, you know, maybe they kind of got me into cars. But you know, my brother was very much a sports guy. My my cousin was. Uh, a huge animal lover, he's actually now a veterinarian, and although they had kind of Hot Wheels in their toy box, they never played with them, but for some reason, I gravitated towards those Hot Wheels, and I would play on that car carpet for hours, (laughs) as I, as I grew older, I would watch those famous movies that everyone kind of knows and loves, Bullets, the original Gone in 60 Seconds, the remake of Gone in 60 Seconds, you know, <laughs> the first Mustang ever used in a movie was in Goldfinger, a beautiful car.
0: Mm. And
1: what I really loved uh, about these movies, I mean, not only are they iconic uh, themselves, but the Mustangs used in these movies, they really humanized the car, you know, take a look at the remake of Gone in sixty seconds. I mean, everyone always says Memphis and Eleanor. It's still a better love story than Twilight, <laughs> because true. you really saw this actor, Nicholas Cage, humanize the car. Mm-hmm. He talked car, and even though the car didn't talk back vocally, it kind of did in its own way. That's right. And I thought this was something really special. And. There was something always about classic cars that really gravitated me towards them. I was always drawn to them. It was their look, their smell. I mean, even their taste, (laughs) you know, (laughs) when you (laughs) smell that gasoline, you can still kind of taste the soup. And even when you see a classic car on the road today, I mean, I think it's safe to say that everyone suffers from some serious whiplash. You know, there's just nothing quite like it. There's something very special. And, you know, the driving experience is like no other. You know, you're not just getting behind the wheel of a classic car, you're truly getting behind the wheel of history. Mm -hmm. And that car really becomes an extension of yourself, an extension of your soul. And, you know, back to why Mustang, I mean, not only uh, because of the movies that I, you know, uh, mentioned earlier, but. It's one of the most iconic cars of all time. You can Mm -hmm. show a Mustang logo to anybody, and everybody knows that it's a Mustang. Mm -hmm. The community is just absolutely outstanding. Everyone helps each other. Everyone has a Mustang story. And it's really impacted culture like no other. I mean, with the amount of movies it's been in, music, it it created an entire car segment. I mean, when you think of the pony car segment, which led to the eventual pony car wars. There's just something it's a subculture,
0: truly a movement, if nothing else. Yes,
1: absolutely.
0: Well, wow, that's excellent background. I I'm still smiling about the whole Matchbox cars, and and that's <laughs> <laughs> I can picture it now. And I, I have to say, just about the with the personification, I really have to applaud you. I loved the creative writing style on your website, MustangMarie.com, and how you do the introductory and. You have the photo of your, of your car, so I I would love for you to talk about your your '67 GT. But just the way you, you did the write up, it's almost like you're introducing uh, just a, a family member. And, and and the more the more I read about, and I'm not going to give away the name. I'll let you do all that and, and talk about uh, the stats of her. But I really felt like you were introducing someone that is absolutely one of the most dear you know dearest people in your lives and, and this person happens to have four wheels
1: yeah <laughs> you know it's I, I love the fact that you said that and and it, it really means a lot to me because she really means a lot to me mm-hmm. you know she kind of like a family member and I, i'm sure you know jeremy Clarkson and mm-hmm. you know he put it best It's really what non-car people don't get, right? Right. Car people know that you can kind of have a relationship with a car. Yes. And a lot of people just don't really understand that experience. And with Raven, you know, what's really crazy, and this might shock you, Darren, I had actually never driven a Mustang before. And it's not because I didn't want to. Yeah, it's not because I didn't want to. I had all the opportunities to drive whatever Mustang I wanted, but I wanted my first time with a mustang to be special i i wanted that experience to be with a car that i could call my own and and raven wow. really did that for me and so i mean there is uh, a video on my instagram uh it's an IGTV where i'm getting the car for the first time and i mean the video speaks for itself mm. i'm i'm bawling and you know crying uncontrollably because i just can't believe that the day finally came and you know she was Everything that I ever hoped for. Um, You know, she's a 67 Raven Black Fastback GP. Uh, Her name is Raven, so she's named after her paint. Mm -hmm. And she's pretty much as original as you could possibly get. I mean, she's original engine, original trans, original body, original interior, matching numbers. Mm. But this will probably blow your mind. She is also a original paint. (laughs)
0: <laughs> looking Which at the photo ugly. I just can't it, it's staggering and and black like lamb black paint like that you really can't hide much and I just can't get over that
1: <laughs> you know there's 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 nothing quite like a freshly washed black car like you, you just can't it. beat it you got In it Henry Ford Henry Ford once said, yeah, you can have any color you want as long as it's black. <laughs> that's she right. I mean, I think like that's pretty good from picking up a, a color. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, she, uh, she only has about 39,000 original miles, so she's a baby. She was oh, yeah. born November 9th, Made born and not manufactured because she is a person at the end of the day. I don't of care what course. anyone says. Of course. She's got a 380 in there, so she's an S code. So she's uh, she's got a big heart. Mm-hmm. And she's a four-speed uploader, so save mm-hmm.
0: the manuals, am I right? <laughs> that is, save the manuals every day. I agree. That yep. is so cool. <laughs> and what I like too is, uh, uh, she's born in uh, Metuchen, New Jersey, right?
1: She is. Yep, she's Metuchen. Uh, she's Metuchin born and raised. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I need to. I mean, I'm sure it's it's out there. You probably shared it, but walk us through how she came into your life. Because it's almost a bit of a a love story of your own. I mean, in the the sense that you waited, you held out, because you wanted to make sure that uh, your first time behind the wheel was really with what you could call your own. But how did, what was the process? How long did it take? How did Raven find you, and how did you find her?
1: So, I've wanted a Mustang ever since uh, I was young. I mean, for as long as I can remember. And it was really always a mission for me to try to get a Mustang before I turned 30. Mm -hmm. Um, So I turned 30 in in 2019, April of 2019. Um, But I would say I've always been casually looking, but I honestly never thought it would happen. I don't know. I just never thought the day would come that I would actually get a Mustang myself. And it wasn't until my parents really pushed me to try to try to do it and they said that um, they were going to help me as well so this is something you know i want to be completely transparent we went Mm half-half you know my parents wanted to make my dream come true and but i also wanted to be a part of that so we decided to go half-half on it which you know is absolutely incredible and i thank my parents every single day to you know help me make my dream come true Uh, and in 2018 it was really my dad who said you know I, we really want to help you do this. Let's try to make this happen. So I it didn't. I didn't really need help finding a Mustang per se because I have a lot of connections throughout the states and Canada. Um, but I did go through a company called Legendary Motor Car. Uh, they're up in Halton Hills, Ontario, here. Okay. And I really wanted to use them not to locate a Mustang per se, but I knew that. It was going to be a lot more likely for me to find a Mustang in the States not that you can't find them in Canada But you have better chances of finding it finding them in the States Mm because there's just way more of them I mean 25% of all Mustang sales were from California (laughs) back in the early 60s So I knew that that was going to be definitely the place to start my search and knowing that I did have a lot of these connections um, you know, legendary, I wanted to reach out to them because I knew that they could help me at least bring the car across the border, deal with any paperwork because every state has, has different laws and regulations. So they really helped me with that process. Um, uh, but in terms of actually finding the car, if I actually found Raven, um, there was a company I was following on Instagram for quite some time, um, the company is called Stallion Autosport, and the gentleman who owns it, his name is Jonathan. He's from South Carolina. He, uh, you know, buys and restores cars all the time. He's, he's fantastic. And um, it was over the Labor Day long weekend of uh, September 2019, so about a year after or a year and a half after I started my original search, he posted Raven on Instagram, but he didn't say it was for sale. It just said, you know, survivor gt 390 raven black like and here i am on the other side just check 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 it was literally meeting all of the qualifications that i had and she really spoke to me and i I simply sent him a direct message on instagram i said hey you know sorry to bother you i know i always bother you but there's something about this car i'm really drawn to this car you know it's cheap for sale and he had told me that you know he wasn't really thinking of selling it and he kind of regretted putting a price on it but he hadn't received a deposit from another person who was interested in the vehicle so i'm like ooh, so you're saying there's a chance <laughs> <And> really, <laughs> I, I, I really I took got that <laughs> as an opportunity to kind of swoop in and say wow you know i'm i'm very highly interested in this car i made the call to legendary i said you know i think i've I found the one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a lot of women out there who kind of say yes to the wedding dress, while I said yes to the Mustang for sure. <laughs> uh, you know, reached out to Legendary, and said, you know, I think this is the one. Uh, we got to make it happen. But I actually didn't want to be involved in the sale of the car because, you know, I just had. All this bad luck, you know. There would be Mustangs I would find, and it didn't work out for whatever reason. So I just didn't want to be a part of the sale. So I didn't even know if the sale was successful. Um, my dad, behind the scenes, kind of swooped in last minute and kind of made it happen because I just didn't really want to know. So it ended up being a surprise. So in October, uh, I think it was October nineteenth of twenty nineteen. So about a month later. Um, you know, my dad brought me to Legendary, and there she was, like, on the church table And my dad just, you know, places the keys in my hand, and I literally thought it was going to faint right then and there because I just couldn't believe that, you know, something both him and I worked for for such a long time actually, you know, came true right before my eyes. It
0: was wow. a pretty
1: incredible moment.
0: Wow. I'm going to have to check out that uh, the video of you. <laughs> Bring the Kleenex box if you're oh, going to meet. Wow. <laughs> That's outstanding. So neat. And, and probably that moment will always be with you.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I kind of celebrate that day every year. And I, you know, celebrate her birthday every year too mm-hmm. because it's going to be something I remember for the rest of my life. And it's going to be something I want to remember and, you know, tell that story to other people in the community or to family sure. and friends. So, yeah, it was a very special moment for me for
0: sure. I imagine that Raven is tucked away for winter, correct?
1: Yes, unfortunately.
0: (laughs) I'm sure it's really hard. It's almost like she's off at college or something right now and you can't wait to have her come back.
1: I always say that um, I suffer from PMS, Parked Mustang Syndrome.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's that's clever. I like that.
1: So when I did get her in October 2019, she pretty much went into hibernation right away. Sure. So, you know, oh my gosh, okay, I have this car, but I can't quite drive her yet. And it was just so, it's the biggest tease. But, you know, once May came around, I finally was able to kind of get behind the wheel and see what she was uh, really made of. And that was also an incredible day when I, you know, turned the keys for the first time
0: well sure and with that 390 no less now you if, oh, if I'm paying attention I think she had thirty thousand on the clock you mentioned thirty nine so you've put nearly ten thousand of your own miles with her right uh, no she she was
1: um I picked her up with about uh, thirty eight thirty nine oh, okay. thousand
0: original mile okay how yeah. many of how many of you enjoyed with her then
1: um well so although I, I started driving her in in May of 2020, I was actually living in Windsor at the time. Uh, I was living in Windsor, kind of moved there in 2016. So just for context, um, Windsor's about four hours or four, four and a half hours away from Toronto. Okay. Um, So only uh, go back and forth every so often. Because of the pandemic, I I did move back home to be with my parents to kind of help them out. Um, With my grandparents, I have three surviving grandparents, so I Mm -hmm. wanted to come home and Mm -hmm. kind of uh, be the set of hands for my parents if if they needed it, especially, you know, to help with my grandparents and whatnot. So I was able to come back and drive Raven for a little bit, but um, I actually um, have a boyfriend who lives in Pittsburgh, so not too far from Carlisle. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I had gone there for about six weeks, um, and then I came back. So I didn't really have a long driving season season with Raven, unfortunately. So I think I maybe put uh, 500 miles
0: on her. Okay, Okay. so very limited miles, yeah.
2: We'll be right back. Right now, we would like to proudly mention our official OEM sponsor, Porsche Mechanicsburg. In the market for a Macan, Cayenne, 718, or 911, Porsche Mechanicsburg will match you with the perfect vehicle from their extensive inventory of pre-owned and new models when it comes to service on these magnificent machines their record of quality workmanship is unmatched with a staff of mechanics whose prowess in all facets of porsche engineering is world class these are all time-tested trademarks that have been part of the faulkner auto group since 1932. 2021 will witness an expansion of their sales and service excellence with the now completed new state-of-the-art Porsche Center. Located at 6625 Carlisle Pike, Porsche Mechanicsburg is the destination when ready to make that dream a reality parked in your driveway. And let's get back to our interview.
0: Winterized her and then the pandemic hit. So I I probably can answer my next question. You haven't had a chance to really do any kind of shows or anything like that for the most part, right?
1: Yeah, you know, I was um, I was really disappointed about that because I really I have um, a lot of fans uh, a lot of friends in Michigan um, and some of my uh, ex coworkers um, I'm I'm really close with there so I really wanted to kind of bring her to Woodward Dream Cruise and uh, Mustang Memories which is a show that happens the day uh, after uh, Woodward. You know, I wanted to try to get her out there for National Mustang Day because Ford Headquarters actually puts on a Cars and Coffee right at their headquarters in uh, Dearborn, Michigan.
0: Incredible. Um,
1: and I know a lot of friends out there who really wanted to see my Mustang. I mean, you know, people have been following Mustang Marie for years, um, and they've all been waiting for this day to come. So now that the day finally came, you know, a lot of them were just really sad because they wanted to, to experience that moment with me mm-hmm. and see the see Raven uh, for the first time. So that was kind of sad, but I was able to drive her around here. I would go to a local show every now and then. Of course, you know, being very cautious given the pandemic and whatnot. So she, she was able to get a, uh, a little time in the spotlight, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm really hoping that when the borders do reopen, I can bring her to shows like you know Carlisle Ford Nationals and Absolutely. you know bring her Vintage Grand Prix, bring her to Woodward. Um, ideally, you know, my dad and I have always wanted to do Route 66. I mean, I I'm wow. pretty sure that's probably on every car person's bucket list is sure. to do that famous road. I mean, it's, when you when you think of road trips, I mean, it's the epitome of the road trip. Um, so yeah, I mean, that that's definitely on my bucket list. So when those borders open, I would really love to kind of the entirety of Route 66, probably, you know, starting in Chicago and making my uh, way down to uh, probably L.A. Um, I have a lot of really, really great um, Mustang ladies out in California. Uh, There's a ton in the San Francisco area. I know they're dying for me to get out there, so Mm. I would really love to kind of uh, see them in person since it's always been just kind of connected uh, on Instagram, so it'll be Really nice to actually meet them face to face. So, hopefully, that
0: happens soon. Oh, I'm excited for you. I think that's that's going to be really special. In fact, uh, the uh, there's an episode that will be a couple ahead of yours, where I spoke with uh, Tony Intrieri. He is the co-founder of the Rally North America event, and he is he has a 70 Mach One that he is driving to Central or to, uh, um, to the heart of New York. And then he's going to go all the way out to San Francisco, and he's going to try to rec- recreate the Lincoln Highway drive. So um, that's oh, I anyone that does what you're you're proposing and planning to do, I just think that's at the top of the cool list. Very much so. absolutely. Yeah, that's great. Now, what uh, being a of course you must have, you said you have other Mustang lady fans and and what have you. I think it couldn't be any cooler the fact that you you have folks that are really into the hobby we talked before we went on to recording how cars really are they're the, the connecting thread for people and you can be different backgrounds different genders different socioeconomic situations whatever it might be and when everyone's gathered around looking under the hood at a big block or whatever it might be everyone doesn't care about that. They just see the car and they see other people that love that love the hobby, love the industry. Being that uh, you are a, a really a bit of a, a celebrity in the, in the car community and Mustang Marie, talk a little bit about what it's like and and trying to get the more of the uh, the female fandom going if you will.
1: <laughs> you know, I think unfortunately even though it's 2021, there's a lot of female car enthusiasts who still struggle um, in the automotive industry. There's a lot of people out there who still believe that girls don't have a passion for cars or motorcycles or anything like that. And, you know, there's a lot that believe that girls don't know a lot about cars. Um, you know, sometimes the hobby tends to be gatekeeped. And, um, mm-hmm. it, you know, it's, it's really unfortunate to see that pattern of behavior still happen in 2021. Um, so with my experience, it was pretty much just like any other female enthusiast um, that you speak to. You know, um, a lot of people just didn't really get me. They didn't really understand me. Um, sometimes they would just think I was a poser
0: or um, um, that's a
1: thought that I didn't know what I was talking about or anything like that. So, you know, I myself and I'm sure a lot of other female enthusiasts can relate to this, we always have to work overtime. We have Mm -hmm. to work harder Mm -hmm. um, to prove to people that, you know, we love this hobby, and we can love this hobby, and we can dominate in this hobby, and we do know what we're talking about. So, that particular instance, I think people really related um, to the passion I had for mustang. Uh, there's still people today who say, I have never met anybody in my life who's as pas- passionate about Mustangs as you are, <laughs> which is a huge compliment for me.
0: That's funny. Because I you...
1: have met a lot of passionate people. Um, now, funny you should but... say that because that
0: would be, in one word, I would sum up this, uh, you know, this interview is, is passionate. I mean, the, uh, just the, yeah. your, your passion about Raven, your passion for Mustangs, your passion for the hobby, the industry is... To spend 30 seconds on the phone, anyone would draw the conclusion that you know cars and you absolutely love them. Right back to your matchbox days.
1: (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, it's Um, It's very evident. And, um, you know, I wish there were more people like you. (laughs) Um, When I first started out, you know, I, like I said, I had to work harder, just like a a lot of, a, a lot of. Uh, other female enthusiasts have to do to kind of prove ourselves Mm but for me you know uh, as I said I think people related to my passion you know they they love the fact that I like these cars but they were still very skeptical Mm -hmm. so I went out of my way to go to car shows I mean in 2015 I went to all four Barrett Jacksons because you know if I could look at a car show I would but let's let's be real Um and uh I would go down there and I I would take photos with Mustangs and I would talk about Mustangs and that's really how I got noticed by Barra Jackson. I mean in twenty sixteen after I went to all four shows, I went again for the fifth time and Carolyn Jackson, which is you know Craig Jackson's wife, mm-hmm. um, she's the manager of Barra Jackson, you know, she came up to me and said, You're Mustang Marie. You came <laughs> to every single last year. We absolutely love you and to be, you know, validated and appreciated wow. uh, for that and, and really respected for that was great. And, you know, a lot of people started to take notice. Wow, not only is this girl passionate about one thing, but she knows a thing or two. And one of the, um, my, I guess you could say my party trick is the fact that I'm very familiar with VIN. So, you know, I spent time memorizing VIN codes from 64 wow. to 73. So someone can basically <laughs> send me, a Mustang VIN from that year and I can decode it for them right on the spot. That's awesome. (laughs) So that was a little pretty trick. And (laughs) I think that's when people really started realizing, oh, okay, I I think she (laughs) needs (laughs) this.
0: That is very cool. Yeah, that mad respect on that. Nice. (laughs) It's like speaking a whole other language to be able to decode a VIN and and to know it extemporaneously on the spot. Good for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, what I I, I don't, I'm not um, very mechanically inclined, Um, you know, that's just not really my background. I really was fascinated, you know, with the automotive history, Mm -hmm. and what I really love about, you know, VIN and data plate decoding, yes, it's a bunch of numbers and letters to people, but it's essentially the birth certificate for the car. Like, I I love testing and what what he's done you know with the Marty report I mean any Mustang owner knows what a Marty report is mm-hmm. and it's really the birth certificate for the car you know and going back to what we talked about before really personifying the car well that that's that, that it's the birth certificate it really tells you everything you need to know like where she was manufactured and mm-hmm. you know how many um, like with with my particular car you know it's two of this many cars that were made uh with her exact specs like it's just it's pretty incredible and i find it very fascinating um and it's something that i just really kind of gravitated uh towards when uh when i wanted to learn a little bit more about Mustang. thing
0: well i think it's really neat that you know the provenance of raven but also the fact that you are so able to help those from 64 and a half you know with the 64 and a half to 73 help others and and uh it, it's not just a vernacular but you are you are able to break it down almost uh, to the translation standpoint and i love the analogy you draw metaphorically of the birth certificate and that's really what it is you know as uh, what day she came off the line and all that she was fitted yeah. with and and it, it truly tells the story of your of your blackbird you have your of your raven so that's so amazing
1: I mean, Darren, I have her bin tattooed on me. That's nice. how crazy I
0: am. <laughs> nice, very, very cool. Well, she's with you at all times. That's what makes yeah, that exactly. special. Yeah, Mhm. Well, what are the? You talked about doing the uh, Route 66. Are there other? Uh, you know, obviously once the borders open and things, but do you have any other bucket list type uh, journeys, treks, uh, events? things are things that you want to do with her or or ways uh, to build that outreach i commend you and and uh, cars of Carlisle will support you know any, anything that uh, trying to uh, to make it more of an inclusive place uh, but what else uh, what else do you have big aspirations for
1: you know i would i mean i i am a big fan of car shows so you know the more car shows i can go to the better and you know, I hope I can kind of bring her to every single one and really share her with the rest of the world and be able to tell her specific story. Mm-hmm. Um, in terms of, I mean, if I had all the money in the world, <laughs> it would be absolutely incredible if I could ship her to Germany, you mm-hmm. know, and drive mm-hmm. on, uh, on on those roads or, sure. you know, go to Nuremberg and, you wow. um, go to the Goodwood Festival of Speed, like, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, I have a very close friend in Australia who, um, she's got a, a 65 Mustang herself, actually, I think uh, it's a 64 and a half, um, but it would be awesome if I could show up one day with my Mustang to surprise her. Um, so, yeah, it's really just um, connecting with people and, and mm-hmm. sharing her um, with the world. Um, so I'm, I hope that I can kind of continue to do that. I mean, she's never going to be sold. I literally have an air freshener that says "For sale, not, because <laughs> I know everyone's going to ask, but, uh, yeah, it's really just to, at the end of the day, cars are meant to be driven. So yes. I'm going to try to drive her as much as I can, whether it's five minutes down the street or if it's cross country, you know, sure. I want to try to be able to do as much as I can with her because. You know, I believe that she deserves it, and Mm -hmm. she hates being parked right now, so I'm sure she's pretty anxious to have her spring to roll around.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. No, it's refreshing, and I I really like the fact between our two brands, there's that synergy of it's about the people and how it opens doors and opens conversations, and uh, it brings people together. And you have an an amazing example of – of a classic Mustang and the fact that she I think really almost found you and that you guys are um, you know, just so well connected uh, it's a great story and one that can't be told enough so I really I've enjoyed Thank just you. learning more about about Raven and about your story and and how everything's came to be and will continue to for both of you Thank you. I
1: appreciate
0: that. That's excellent. Well, I definitely want to give you final say, as as I mentioned on the show, you get the final turn behind the wheel in this uh, this road trip. So, whatever you would like to, whether it be to promote uh, your Instagram, Facebook, uh, your website, whatever it might be, or just kind of a parting wisdom, I'm going to hand the keys to you, and and uh, Marie, you get to uh, take it in.
1: Yeah, sure. you can uh, simply visit uh, mustangmarie.com, uh, I have my story there, um, driving.ca just did a recent interview, there's a really amazing video that they put together where you can kind of see the car in action, and uh, you know I talk a little bit about Raven as well, so feel free to um, head to my website to kind of learn a little bit more about me. Uh, my social media links are there as well, so if you want to follow me on Facebook or Instagram or anything like that, that's all there. And um, even just a quick side note, if you have any other questions um, as it relates to uh, you know, what I did for a living and what I do now, um, you know, Darren, I know we didn't really get to touch on this, but I actually worked for Ford's marketing agency mm-hmm. for four and a half years, um, and I actually worked on Team Mustang. I was the only non-Ford employee Um, to be on S650, the Mustang Enthusiast Board. So S650 is next-generation Mustang. Um, So I have a lot of incredible stories about uh, my time at GTB and everything I was able to do for Mustang from a social perspective. So if anyone has any questions regarding my time there, I'm more than happy to help. And um, this is actually the first time I'm able to say it kind of officially on air, but uh, I'm actually working at Haggerty now. Um, yes, so are. if anybody has any questions uh, as it relates to Haggerty you know feel free to reach out to me as well. Um, Haggerty is uh, pretty incredible a uh, lot of um, car enthusiasts in the community are very familiar with with Haggerty and what they represent um, so if you want more information uh, feel free to reach out for that as well
0: Excellent I'm so glad that you touched on those points and uh, that just further edifies just all the the reach that you have in this hobby and industry, both professionally and, and through your uh, involvement and, and, and really your influence. And congratulations on, on all that you've been able to accomplish in just a matter of about three decades. That's that's very really <laughs> pretty unique, pretty rare. Thank you. Well, we'll have to have you come back. Most certainly, I'd like to know more as you get further in with Haggerty. As you get raven out, as the pandemic starts to get in the rearview mirror, and uh, you begin to do some of these journeys and even make it to Ford Nationals, which is, of course, very near and dear to my heart and proximity to where we are here in the studio. But uh, let's plan on having future episodes and, and would really welcome having you back on the show.
1: Yeah, I would love that, and I uh, also want to put this out there, too, Darren. I know a lot of great people within the Mustang community, and I'm more than happy to uh, connect you with them, because you might also like to feature their story.
0: You betcha. I will definitely welcome that. You can email me, Carlisle at outlook.com, and we can talk more about that. I want to to do that very thing. In fact, as listeners know, my first, uh, my first car was a 68 Mustang, so it is very special in my heart that's uh that's a make and model that uh it ranks very high with me so that would be yep. very very welcomed indeed well Perfect. i have to tell you mustang marie really enjoyed this episode and and your story let's definitely plan to have you back stay warm in toronto and can't wait to uh, perhaps meet you and raven in carlisle some future day i hope
1: that happens soon Thank you so much for having me. It's honestly been uh, an honor uh, speaking with you today.
0: Great. Well, thank you so much. From Studio A, we want to say a big thank you to Mustang Marie. Truly appreciated you being on the show. And the CFC crew truly appreciates the contributions that you give to the automotive hobby. Well, listeners, what topics would you like to hear on this show? About which vehicles would you like to hear a deep dive analysis? What is it that you would like the Cars of Carlisle to look into next? This is your chance to help us with episode programming. Email us at carsofcarlisle@outlook.com, at outlook.com, and I personally read every single email that comes in. So why not let us know? We want to hear from you. All right, friends, it is time to downshift into this week's trivia answer. As you recall, earlier in the show, I had asked... What other name was the Metuchen Assembly plant known as? The answer is Edison Assembly. So, Metuchen Assembly, or Edison Assembly, was a Ford Mortar Company manufacturing plant in Edison, New Jersey. And per my research in Wikipedia, it was located on U.S. Route 1 and had uh, would take up about 100 acres when it was open. The uh, factory opened in the year 1948 and then closed in 2004. And uh, several popular Ford products were manufactured there, everything from the Ford Ranger, the Pinto, the Mustang. Uh, when the plant opened, uh, learned that uh, they the new Mercury, uh, as well as Lincoln-branded vehicles were coming out of there. And this was one of three Ford manufacturing facilities in New Jersey. Uh, it was actually built two years Prior to the Mawa Assembly, and that one opened in 1950. So overall, the Edison Assembly or Metuchen Assembly produced a total of 6.9 million vehicles, and that ranged everywhere uh, from compact cars. It uh, they built the the Ford Falcon, the Pinto, as mentioned, the Mercury Comet, um, the Mercury Bobcat, the Escort, and the Lynx. So. Uh, Quite a quite a history there for Touchin slash Edison Assembly. Well, we're heading down our street. We're getting close to that home garage, and we're about to put an end to this week's road trip. But thank you so much for riding along with us. We look forward to you coming back next week on that audio journey, and thank you for your continued support of this show. Because together, it's all about car community, car culture. I'll sign off with: Drive well, be well. Take care.